Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the show that's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There's that 10% discount for going through us. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan, Michael and Rob on the weekly show. A reminder that you can get uh, Christmas goodies through our merch store. Uh, sort of a final call for that, I would say now, as we record this mid-December. Orders in. Have you bought anything yet? Not from the merch store, obviously, because we get it for free. But I mean, like, <laughs> going to say, generally, yeah. we've been charging you for it <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah, sorted. What have you got? Ish. Some stuff. Stuff for the kids and that. They'll have to wait for Santa, won't they? Has, uh, has your wife got anything from you? We we actually have agreed to not bother. Yeah, we've reached that stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same here. Same for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I think I'm a grown man. I buy my own stuff if I want it. Yeah. <laughs> if I want anything, anything badly enough, I'll have it. If I don't want anything, don't waste your money on it. It's fine. <laughs> That said, that's the Christmas spirit. Go buy something from our merch store <laughs> for yourself or a loved one. Uh, but we do really, really appreciate your custom, by the way, if you do buy stuff from us because it helps to keep this whole... Buy so, people a subscription because that's really good. Uh, this whole silly enterprise going, I was going to say. Anyway, into part one then and the news, if we could. And we have news hot off the press, actually. This one has just come to light uh, in the last sort of 10 minutes before we started recording this on, uh, on Tuesday lunchtime. We've been charged by the FA. Do you know what we've been charged by the FA for? A breach of FA rule E20.1. Is that the, we've just made it up on the hoof uh, rule <laughs> breach for uh, surrounding the referee with a last minute penalty. I think we're the first team to ever do it. So um, it's right that it's, they, under, it's understandable. It's absolutely right that they stamp down on this kind of awful behaviour. I mean, like there's no footage. I'm just looking at it now. I mean, credit to, uh, to Tomo, who's at LUFC1992 underscore V2, who has tweeted and I've retweeted it from the Squareball account showing Chelsea's player surrounding the referee in the, let me look, oh, it's the 26th minute of the same game when we've just been given mm. a penalty. That's about the, the right time, isn't it, I think? Yeah, 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 probably. Look at the cumulative value of the players in that picture Yep. and then compare it to ours, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I see a one, two, three, four, five, six, probably about seven Chelsea players. Average of about 40 million each, probably. I mean, just to apply the rule completely, Tyler Roberts is in there as well, so there's another 100 million to add onto the bottom line. <laughs> There, uh, but I can one, two, three, four, four or five of our players, one of which is Creswell, and he's a child. Okay, that's and, probably it then. Probably yeah. you should um, respect your respect elders, yeah. two elders, and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Uh, I mean, we don't know what was said, do we? But yeah, we've got to get the old flux capacitor out, haven't we, to provide our response? Yeah, Ellie May on Twitter pointing out that the FA's graphic they've tweeted out says the charge relates to the match on Saturday, which is the 11th of December 2021. And the club has until Thursday, the 16th of November, 2021, to provide a response. So, yeah, it might be a little bit difficult to get that in, in time. Is it like when you get a parking ticket and they've knackered something up on the, the paperwork and you can go, actually, I'm afraid I'm not going to be paying this because, <laughs> yeah. because you've, uh, you've put the wrong reg plate on this or something. Can we just get off it for that? Or are we going to end up with fines for having two shit penalties given against us? Mm, just I to add a bit of injury to insult to injury. They'll find something, won't they? I think we should reply back with a letter written in our own shit <laughs> from last month. Your shit? Our shit? Whose shit? Whoever's. whoever's we've, we've, I think Victor Otto would be up for that. Probably yeah. would. A dirty protest. Yeah, I, I mean, they've not given any details, have they? Because it's the FA's way. But it didn't seem like anything massively untoward went on. Didn't mm. seem anything you don't see every other week in every other game that mm. every decision made by a referee generally involves one player telling him to fuck off. And and also, didn't we have Jurgen Klopp actually coming on the pitch to have a go at a referee <laughs> yeah. not so long ago? And that was fine. I don't know if he had a go at him, he just told him what he should be doing. Okay, oh, that's different maybe. If, you, if you're more in, if you're just being instructive, yeah. that's fine. I would like you to send him off because <laughs> it's the right thing to do. He was just helping the ref out, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
The FA can go bollocks, can't they? Basically, yes. Uh, you say insult and injury. Let's talk about the injuries then. Have we got uh, a definitive list of, of who is and who isn't injury? We're recording ahead of this bit ahead of Man City. Uh, we should say this show, if you are listening to it all in one go, we're dividing it up around the Man City game, aren't we? So yes, to try and get the, it out sooner. Yeah, we've got the Arsenal preview that's going to be recorded after the Man City game. So who knows what extensive injuries we may get tonight. Yeah, I mean, the one that was not, I don't think he was specifically mentioned in the presser, but did anyone ask about Rafinha directly? I'm not sure they did, because Bielsa never tells you, does he? No, he's not mentioned him. But yeah, but what that means, we'll find out tonight, I guess. Because occasionally if no one asks him about injuries, it just gets to a game and there's three players missing and he goes, oh yes, it's because they're all they've all died, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I didn't mention it during the press conference, but yes, they won't play again. So we'll, we'll wait and see on Rafinha. The ones we know are missing, Cooper and Calvin are both out for months having surgery. Calvin might be having two surgeries. Just Although Bielsa didn't seem to know anything about it. Mm, that seems a little bit odd. But yeah, Calvin might be having his shoulder sorted out at the same time. It seemed to be implied the previous week. So he's definitely out. Strauch is definitely out because he's injured his foot in a weird way. Two bones have collided, apparently. Then he can't play again until the pain goes away. And Rodrigo's had a similar sort of uh, injury. Mm. So, well, they said it's like Strauch. I don't know if that means it's the old collision of two bones, but uh, he said it's very unusual and needs the pain to go before he can play. You need the old Tom Jones injury, don't you, really, if, you're, uh, if you want to get through these things quickly. What's the Tom Jones injury? It's not unusual. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was I was confused. Um, Sorry. That was a really, really bad joke. Uh, yeah. It seems we seem to do quite well to attract freak injuries, don't we? Like, Forshaw had to miss two years because he had a, a completely never seen before hip injury. And now we've got these two. It is impressive that, yeah, we're injuring people in ways that Piazza has never seen before. <laughs> I think that was the similarity between Strike and Rodrigo's injury is that Piazza has never seen them before, basically. So we just... Um, keeping Rob Price on his toes, I guess. I mean, in, in unrelated news, uh, you would be aware that Moscow's been off the show because he got COVID and he's, he's on his way back and he's on the mend, but he felt pretty grotty for a bit and it's terrified us into dashing off and getting our boosters, ASAP, Michael and I. So is it time just to call a halt to the season? Maybe for two months? It might be happening anyway. You never know. The, um, the COVID seems to be getting, uh, it's very popular again, isn't it, this time of year? So yeah couple of games off already Scum Brentford has been called off was that this morning or last night I can't remember it was certainly rumoured last night anyway um, and then the Spurs Brighton game as well so yeah as long as it doesn't happen to us it's creating a nice little backlog of fixture congestion towards the end of the season which I don't mind for other teams it's just when it disrupts every game we might have to stop mm. I mean two months off now might be helpful yeah or the problem is with two months off now you can't really do it can you because when do you play all the games? Later on. <laughs> but we can't later on because there's a World Cup next year. Ah, yeah, there is that, isn't there? Yeah, and that's in the middle of next season. So if we start, if we end this season a couple of months late, you'll come back for like a month and then go off to the World Cup. Yeah, it's going to cause more injuries, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, oh, it's bad, isn't it? We could just not bother with the World Cup. That's mm. what I do. Oh, um, end the season now. Points per game. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Start Think- again in March. I'll do, won't it? <laughs> end <laughs> of March. And if you like, just talking about stuff that might be offended by uh, offended uh, affected by the passage of time suspensions. We've got loads of players on four bookings, and they all need to behave themselves or stay injured. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of them are, are not going to be an issue because they're uh, they're never going to play again, like Rodrigo and Cooper. But actually, um, Rafinha has managed to pick up a, a fair few, and so Firpo. I feel like Firpo and Rafinha have done really well to pick up bookings because they're not well. Firpo, in his case, he's hardly played, and Rafinha is. A, an attacking midfielder, so... I'm surprised to see Shackleton there as well. I feel like he's just too nice to be booked. Well, that all goes back into the FA conspiracy. <laughs> it is. Well, you know what's going to happen as well. Uh, like, your entail get booked. Where, so, let's... Strauch will continue to be injured. Your entail get booked just in time to go to Liverpool and we'll have no defence. So, Char- Charlie Cresswell will end up going to Liverpool and he'll be thrown in against Liverpool. And he will boss that game. That's my prediction now. And then... Well, we'll just see, won't we? But yeah, Roberts is the other one on a on a booking. But it's not ideal, is it, when we don't have many when we've already got a bench full of children mm. that some of the, the senior players, and I include, you know, Shackleton and Roberts in that, might be on the verge of, of missing games as well. Uh Bielsa did get asked about this in his press conference yesterday and I, I didn't see the question, so I don't know if he but he seemed to get a bit defensive saying, Well, we don't send people out to go get books. <laughs> that's sort of the instruction is don't get do anything that's gonna yeah. get you booked. But, don't do that. Do that, and by doing that, I mean score goals yeah. and win games, things like that. 
Um, assuming it all is continuing into January, we've got transfer window, we've got FA Cup. Which would you like to do first? Well, we might as well get the FA Cup out of the way, <laughs> as we normally do, as is traditional <laughs> in January. Um, so we've got just shy of 9,000 tickets, which is the full allocation for West Ham, which is brilliant. Unfortunately, there are no trains. No. Well, there are three trains. Just the three. There are three trains. Will they Will London. they hold 9,000 people? Will they hold 3,000 each? Have you seen the trains in um, in India, where there's the people on the outside <laughs> hanging yeah, out yeah, the yeah. windows? Just do go for something like that. Is that fine on the East Coast mainline? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Well, in fact, it's because there's diversions on the East Coast mainline, isn't there, that they're doing works or whatever. So um, you might not have to go down that. You might go be able to go on the local route. So what time does it kick off, do we know? Do you know what, 15 or Yeah, it's weird, isn't so it? So if you set off at 5am... You might get there just in time for kickoff. I was made to feel really old by this week by seeing that there are only 10 three o'clock kickoffs in the FA Cup third round. And I thought, oh, bloody progress, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when they were all at the same time. When the build-up started at 9am <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a bit of a letdown, though. The FA Cup third round mm. day with only 10 games at three. It does feel wrong. We are also playing at West Ham the following weekend as well. Mm. So, I mean, if trains are bad, I guess you can just slum it in London for the week. <laughs> just stay. Just stay down. Yeah, it's good that in, in a season where it's incredibly hard to get away tickets, it's good that there is an opportunity to, for more people to go, even if it is to a athletic stadium. Next, to a, shopping next to a shopping centre. It's not great fun, is it? Can't the, is Upton Park actually been demolished? Couldn't they not, could they not play, <laughs> recommission it for this game? It's got, it's got a very good outdoor play area as this area next to West Ham Stadium. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So you go to the shopping centre, take the kids to the play area. Is a big slide thing open still? Big slide, I don't know, it's still there. What's it called? Big, the big, big, big slide. The thing. big slide. That's what it's called, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like Big Ben. Big slide. <laughs> <laughs> the big slidey thing. Uh, and the other January thing is the transfer window. We're seeing links, which is exciting, isn't it? Ben Brereton Diaz was the name we brought up on the Phil Hay show, and with no basis whatsoever, it was mentioned by it was Alan Nixon, wasn't it? Who reported on it? I think in the Sun over the weekend, bit in paper that blog suggesting that Blackburn want £25 million for him. So there is a bit of confusion around his contracts. I mentioned on the Phil Hay show that he's coming into the last six months. He is, but they've got a, a unilateral right to add another year, haven't they, of Blackburn? Ah, so, right. But he's not going to re-sign on the same terms he's on. So it might be that they maybe they extend him by a year and then sell him. So you might be looking at a little bit more than like five pence to buy him <laughs> if you wanted him. Do yeah. you want him? Uh, quite, he's quite chunky. Is that good? Or does that mean he needs to lose four stone before we play him? He needs to lose most of his body weight, come in for a, a, series, of of ni- a series of niggling injuries for the, that last for months, and then he'll be fit for August. Okay. Can we loan him and promise to buy him at the end of the season? That seems to sometimes work. Mm. And then, if it works out, it works out. If not... <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't entirely surprise me if they didn't try and do that, You know, if they wanted to push it out to a couple of players. Come to think of it, I hadn't really, really thought about the loan to buy, but you know that, that's because well they might do because that's exactly the point that'll get leveled at them, aren't they? Mm. Have we had midfielders uh, linked, or is it all just Brereton and Diaz at the minute? I don't think there's there doesn't seem to have been anything concrete. There was some talk about Chelsea recalling Gallagher. I saw someone would have a theory <laughs> that they were going to recall him and then sell him. Chelsea are not going to send anyone to us again, are they? After who was mm. it? Blackman, Baker, Izzy Brown, and Lewis Baker. Baker yeah. yeah, I feel like we're just there. Uh, burning any bridges with clubs for loan deals with how things have gone recently and yeah. I mean we've probably only been linked with Bren Brereton Diaz because he plays for Chile now and it's like <laughs> oh well didn't Bielsa used to oh yeah there's the link in the same way that we're linked with Ross Barkley because oh. it's like looking at his Wikipedia and going oh wait he was I mean you're, you're playing it down Rob but we've had a football heavyweight weighing well, on this that's true. this, this and, and adds a lot of uh, I think a lot of weight to the, the possibility it might happen Carlton Palmer isn't it on on Give me sport, no less. So you know oh, Jesus, well, that's, we're talking certainly one of the big hitters there. I don't know how they've come to ask Carlton Palmer about... Danny Mills' phone was on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, uh, what's Carlton had to say? Have you got the, got the quote there? He says, uh, we've been struggling. Uh, they've been struggling, not we, sorry. They've been struggling for goals. So I think it's an area leads need to address in the transfer window. They need to bring a striker in. Well, which means it's on then. <laughs> which means I can't see it happening now, to be honest. <laughs> Get your money on it. I mean, we've played against him before, haven't we? Brereton Diaz. Brereton, Bre- we played well, in pre-season. We played Brereton. Brereton. Then we played. Just, we, yeah. We've played. Yeah, I was surprised how young he is. Actually, he's only twenty-two still. In my head, he's about thirty. So I don't know. He might be all right. We, we just won't play him, though, will we? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to bring in someone who is who is in a position we desperately need and is one hundred percent Bielsa fit, which essentially limits the it to no one. Hmm. Imagine Rafinha came in and played straight away. 
So yeah, that's true. Know. I think he was just so such an upgrade on anything we had though that they're just like, oh, okay, we can't really continue to play Helder Costa, can we? Because yeah. we saw a little glimpse of him and we were like, yeah, he he just needs to play. He did have to have a few games off the bench, didn't he, mm. Rafinha? Like, whereas someone like Dan James has come in and just seems to have started from the beginning because there was no one else. Whereas it wasn't quite that stretch when Rafinha first signed. And like you say, if, if they do sign a striker from Blackburn, he's just going to sit on the bench, isn't he? Can we get Jason Roberts? Yep. I feel like we were linked with him for about 10 transfer windows <laughs> in a row at one point and I'm pretty sure he's still at Blackburn. Do you feel he'd be effective if we slotted him in there now? Um, Do see how old he is? <laughs> I think he's he's coming into his prime, I think. I watched um, I watched Moneyball last night, actually. I've never seen it before. And, it's good, isn't it? And they were saying part of the part of the strategy was, you know, trying to sign players who other people would, would overlook because of their age or physical attributes or whatever. <laughs> oh, same school year as me is uh, and, Jason uh, Roberts. 43-year-old yes. Jason Roberts. <laughs> 44 in January. Um, Slightly older than me. Last played a game in 2014. Okay. I mean, are you are you available then? Well, I was just going to say he's he's only he's the same age as me. He's only two inches taller than me. So, how about when he jumps? How much taller is he than you? Well, well, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say he's two foot taller than you. When, when, I, jump. when I jump, I shrink by about four inches. <laughs> I I think looking at his list of I could do a job there. He's it, never played that high a level, has he? Look, Hayes. Wolves, West Brom, Wigan, Bristol Rovers, both Bristols actually, City then uh, and Rovers, Reading, I play at a decent level, <laughs> fine. I think we should have an experiment of just putting in a normal person in Bielsa's <laughs> training, see how long the coat, see if you make it to the end of the day. I wouldn't. <laughs> Someone asked me, because I think it was um, a Twitter suggestion that we should sign uh, Deli Ali. I just said like, it'll take him six months to be mm. fit and someone said, how long would it take you to be Bielsa fit? And I was like, I, just, I don't think it would be. I think it would have... The, the programme would have to start with a couple of bits of surgery. They're like, well, your back simply cannot do it. Your knees simply cannot do it. So we're going to replace what you've been We're going to replace most of you. And then we'll see how we get on after that. <laughs> like Robocop. Exactly. <laughs> it so. would, I, do you know what? If they did ease you into it and did all the necessary repair work first, and there was no, there was, you, you, you know, you weren't playing football at the end of it. You were just going to see if you could get Bielsa fit. Mm. It would be interesting to see if you could do it. I don't think so. I mean, no. Rob, you're still of professional footballer age, Rob. But mm. I mean, I, I'm well, you know, well clear. I feel of it, like Rob Price just look at me and strip me for parts, and I'd be, I'd be, I'd be used to sort of reinforce people's <laughs> joints and ligaments. <laughs> bleep test one bleep <laughs> <laughs> done. Right. Um, in terms of other games, 23s have uh, not had a game since we last spoke. Have the uh, on the weekly show, but we've got Wigan in the Premier League Cup. Is that that's ten, not tonight? It's Thursday. Thursday sorry. night. That one. Yes. Right. And so, all their players are sat on our bench, which isn't ideal. Yeah, it's a bit tricky at the moment because we need to save people in case they're needed for the first team. So it is the, still the, the proper children playing in the, the under-23s. We've got a Spanish lad coming in, haven't we? I've forgotten his name. Uh, who's coming in in January from... Oh yeah, we've not even mentioned is him. Is it Sociedad coming in from? Mm. Yeah. That's good research, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish. What's his name? Spanish lad? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> Spanish lad. Juan Pablo... Yeah, him. He, I mean, he's not going to play, is he? He's going to be a... Um, He's going to be one for the 23s. He's got quite cool hair. I like his hair. Okay, well, that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks good on a, a photograph, so that's that's nice. Uh, the women lost 6-0 in the FA Cup to Durham, who are a division above them. Uh, in the third round. Yeah, the, they Upholding have, Leeds United traditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have played like Durham-Sestria, which is the more, because the, the level that they're playing at is slightly more regionalised to the playing in the North East League at the minute. Again, if you are an Extra Ball subscriber, TSB Plus subscriber, go watch or listen to the episode with Olivia Smart who explains basically where they are in the league ladders and they're aspiring to be in the division that Durham are currently in but evidently it's quite a step up because there's Durham Sestry who are in their division at the minute mm. who are the more regionalised team and it seems to be Durham proper who are in the league above. Yeah, I mean, the division of the women's football is probably even more of a chasm than men's football because you get you get a couple of divisions down and it's amateur and mm. it's versus like Man City and... Chelsea who invest absolutely millions in it so it's uh, yeah it's, it's not easy but um, like I say it's it's only right that we exit in the third round concentrate on the league I think is the uh, is the official line we have at this point we didn't enter in the third round though did we we no, had no. won to get to this point so we've got our FA Cup victories for the year <laughs> in the bank now it's like us being 15th in the uh, in the Premier League you know we've, we've defaulted to type haven't we for so many <laughs> years since you're 15th in the uh, in the championship we've, we've found our natural home again in the Premier League long mate continue well, are you looking forward to doing the Phil Hay show? That's coming up this week as well, where we will talk even more about what went wrong at Manchester City. I feel Phil will be cheerier than us, so that's good news, I think, because he won't be, 
obviously he's not a Leeds fan, so he doesn't get quite as down about this. And he's a bit more rational, isn't he? So maybe he'll tell us everything's fine. That's basically what I'm hoping for. I think so. We were originally going to talk about Click being forced off Twitter and latterly Tyler Roberts as well. But it feels like the 7-0 Trousinger at the uh, at the Etihad has kind of put that one into the past. So we're, we're going to talk about maybe some other drubbings instead. And you can actually read about um, that, the forcing players off social media. filtered a bit on that on The Athletic this week. You can read that, all this stuff there. With a discount from us, if you sign up, if you're not yet signed up, head to theathletic.com forward slash the square ball to find all Phil's articles. You can get all the podcasts that we do with him ad-free there as well. Theathletic.com forward slash the square ball for a 50% discount. Part two of the show recorded sometime after part one this week. So if you do notice a change in tone and maybe even a change in clothes, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm not sure what we all wore. But for continuity purposes, they may be slightly different. We're all in the, in the Christmas jumpers as it is now. We recorded part one before the Man City game. Now we're going to preview Arsenal after the Man City game. Has it changed your outlook slightly? <laughs> um, yes. We're going to lose, aren't we? No, we're not going to lose. I'm weirdly more looking forward to this now after the City game because I just think there's got to be a reaction. And I, mm. I'm also kind of excited about what the atmosphere is going to be like. So I think Arsenal under the lights Saturday evening. Bear pit. Yeah. The fans are going to... We've been patient with the players this season and shown them a lot of affection. And I think on Saturday, they need to start well and keep the crowd on their side. Because I think if they do, it could be quite um, yeah charged atmosphere, which could be quite fun. I do like those atmospheres. By the way, I should say we've got a new issue of the square ball out for Arsenal. It's the Christmassy one. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be feeling very festive at the minute off the back of that... Uh, drubbing at the Etihad but yeah another game and that is the, the one good thing to come out of this is we've got the chance to put it right pretty quickly the only downside to that is that we've got two players fewer we think because Furpo's out is Shackleton out Shackleton as well he looked fairly injured mm. he, as he went off yesterday there seemed to be a few players going up to him like for sure and like you sure and he just gave it the shake of the head like mm. can't do this we don't know anything about it yet do we no. His the, the evolution of the thing yeah it's, it's a very unusual injury <laughs> there's been a small explosion inside his spine I've only ever seen this once before and it was also in this squad <laughs> <laughs> the usual all the usual stuff yeah I don't really know what we're going to do because Stuart Dallas can only play one position can he and we need him mm. at both left and right back so kind of need Strout back as well Cold I guess well, it, drama came on though didn't he mm, yeah came and Dallas moved to left back Dallas will probably end up playing left back in place of Furpo and I guess Aileen plays right back or drama plays right back and Maybe Cresswell or Drama comes in. I don't know. I do, I do worry a little bit that Strauch might get fit and he's going to keep Aylin at centre-back and have Strauch at left-back. And you're going to keep with that sort of square pegs in round hole vibe. I, mm. I kind of like us to just play people in their actual positions, which yeah. is Aylin at right-back. Give Cresswell a go. Do you think he's he's for turning in that respect? Because one of the um, I think one of the feelings about this Man City game is that surely it involves a bit of a change in mindset. Because if we go to Anfield and do the same dance again on Boxing Day, it could be similarly humiliating. And part of that, I think, is the square pegs in round holes problem. But that's Bielsa's nature, isn't it? We don't have enough round pegs, is the problem (laughs) at at the moment. We don't have any central midfielders. Like The the midfield kind of trio, if you want to call them that, against Arsenal will still have to be, I guess, for sure. Roberts, who is kind of a striker, and Click, who is out of form. There isn't anyone else, is there? I know I know. people seem to want... I don't really understand why Bates not getting on the bench because he seems to be the best midfielder we have in the under-23s, mm-hmm. but then he doesn't get on there ahead of Jenkins. Which I, I don't understand Bielsa's thinking on it, but I'm sure he has his reasons. But we don't really have any midfielders, do we? No. And Dallas sometimes does it, but we need him at both left and right back. Yes. So <laughs> he can't do that, can he? I mean, Jack Harrison as full-back? I've no idea what we do. I... I I mean, we we, don't, we've run out of players. We've kind of, it's it's so hard to predict because we've been playing such kind of weird formations or weird roles mm. recently anyway. Like you saw against Chelsea where Shackleton and Harrison were almost extra wingbacks. But then we went completely away from that against City and Roberts is swapping between playing as a striker or a midfielder. James sometimes plays on the wing, sometimes he plays up front. God knows what we're going to do, basically. Mm. We're going to win. Um, I mean, we might. There's a There's a possibility, isn't there? There is. Um, I mean, despite everything, despite that, a 7-0 dicking, despite the injury crisis, we've still got it in us to do something. I mean, Arsenal, you, you've got to bounce back against these lot after that. Arsenal are a million miles from Man City. 
Yeah, I know. Only, only only five league places. I'm just looking at the table. They're sixth, but they're on a minus one goal difference and they've lost six games. Yeah. I mean, how many points off Man City are they? Uh, so Man City have got 41 after last night's game and Arsenal have got 26, which yeah. is a difference of 15 points already the, after 16 games. The miles off them. 17 games for Man City, sorry. So, and then, and then we could probably highlight again that they'll have Pepe on the bench who they spent 70 million quid on or whatever and, <laughs> and point now on fair it is, but they're not a great side. Which isn't to say they can't beat us as they did last year, but we've got a chance in a, in a way that we absolutely probably did. well I mean we beat Man City last year as well didn't we but it, it felt to me like we had absolutely no chance against Man City with the team we started with mm. and, and they are doing Arsenal things by stripping their captain of the mm. armband Aubameyang's no longer the captain which isn't the first time he's sort of fallen out with Arteta and it sounds like he probably won't play Arteta's been quite coy on that but there's talk that he might not even play until after the African Cup of Nations now which is, has that been cancelled yet? oh I don't actually know that <laughs> There was talk of it being cancelled at one point, wasn't there? I will have a look so we can sound informed. Hang on a minute. I mean, there is still a possibility this game's cancelled, yeah. <laughs> given the way cases have gone in the last in the last couple of days. I did see last night that the um, the doubling rate is two days, so it potentially has uh, as cancellation written all over it. Does this? We have an indefinite but, postponement by the looks of it on the. But as far as we're aware, there are no cases in the Leeds or Arsenal camp at the moment, are there? So I think Leeds has one of the highest rates of. Double vaccinations, and I know that doesn't really change whether you can get it or not. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm at the point of thinking a little two month break in the season would give us <laughs> the world of good at the moment. Um, we get to see Ben White again. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. He's got his big move, hasn't he? Now he wants to be called Benjamin. Of course. Yeah, yeah we've we've have we actually played him as Benjamin White. I think we've, he's always been Ben, hasn't he? Mm. Before because that's his name, <laughs> which is a great a great answer to the question. Why do you want to be called Benjamin? <laughs> My name. <laughs> this is my name. Um, I don't. I it's don't. weird. Well, let me put this one to you then. Arsenal sixth. It feels like they're sixth despite themselves. Yeah. Mm. It's only because no one else can be bothered to be sixth. Yeah, because everything under about fifth is not very good, is it? Well, like Leicester and Everton normally kick around that sort of area, don't they? And they're both having bad seasons. Yeah, they're having the season off, aren't they? So yeah, they're only there because there's no one else. Well, Arsenal and Spurs are doing that traditional thing of being about sixth and seventh now. That's mm. the, just looking at the table. Um, but, you know, Arsenal, 26 points, we're on 16. You know, if things had gone differently, and I know it's always ifs and buts, but Newcastle and, you know, we turned a couple of those draws into wins, we wouldn't be a million miles off them. That's the stupid thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it is it is winnable and I'm really looking forward to it. I think there'll be a, a big reaction from the crowd. I mean, what what is it about the pubs opening at 11 o'clock and the kickoff <laughs> not being until tea time on a Saturday really close to Christmas that makes you think that? I'm reminded of the uh, the Hasselbank header was against was a night match, wasn't it? It was definitely under lights. Under yeah. lights, yeah. I remember that one when we just managed to spoil it for them, essentially. I, I, that was a great atmosphere. Yeah. And I can't remember any other time we played Arsenal. <laughs> I think they basically spanked us they for normally several beat years us, in like, a row. Four they normally beat 4-0, don't they, every year for, for a Yeah, bit. when they had Terry Henry and he just used to take the piss of us endlessly. But I do have some good memories of playing Arsenal. Uh, a one, Bradley, anyway. Bradley Johnson? Is it that one? I mean, we lost 3-1, didn't we? So. Snoddy's penalty? Probably not. That was good. That, that was at Arsenal, though, wasn't it? Mm. So... What are, they're good at shooting from direct free kicks and attacking set pieces. So there we go. They attempt through walls often, attack down the right, short passes. A lot of shots, non-aggressive. They'll have to be... I mean, our aggressive junior Furpo is out, obviously, so he's mm-hmm. he won't be terrorising them anymore. They've got hard man Kieran Tierney as well playing, haven't they, probably? He had a bit of a go at Alioski last year, didn't he? So, I mean, he seemed like a shit hard man, to be honest, did Tierney last year, so I'm not particularly scared of him. I think we'll lose. <laughs> I can't shake it. <laughs> I'm looking at their team and I'm trying to find where reasons why. Um, oh, they're Arsenal though, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. Looking at their most used eleven, and Granite Xhaka, and you know, like we we can do this, can't we? My concern is Saka and Odegaard and Martinelli running at us. I mean, yeah, they do have some good players, because <laughs> they, they can all because yeah. they can all like just pull us out of shape in the same way as Man City did. Admittedly, to they have three players who can do it, whereas Man City had about eight. Well, they're a bit like the Harlem Globetrotters, though, to me, Man City. You know, we ran through all the, the values of the players in propaganda, and it's just silly, isn't it? And while Arsenal have spent a lot of money on footballers, such as Benjamin White, they're not anywhere near anywhere near the same level. They're just in that sort of middling tier, upper middling tier, aren't they, of, of Premier League clubs that are probably going to be fine. They've got enough there, but they're still within touching distance of it just doesn't feel like they are because we got absolutely spanked at Man City I mean that's the thing you, you said about 
Pepe and having a £70 million player on the bench, but he is kind of crap. Like, they spent all this money and they're still Arsenal. He, he was Bielsa, wasn't he? was Pepe. Mm. That's how they managed to get all that money for him. Who was, which French club sold him? Was it, was it Lille? Let's assume so. <laughs> would have been. We're really it? informed up. Yeah. So. so you're predicting a 3-0 win or something, Dan? No, I mean, I mean the, the truth is probably that we will end up getting a draw um, and it will just see everything just ticking over just a tiny bit more. You know, you were sort of saying in the run-up to the last set of fixtures running into this difficult period, like you thought we'd end up getting like four points and it'd just keep ticking over. We'll probably end up getting a draw and, and we'll be none the wiser about where this season's heading because a win at this stage is massive so we probably won't get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it'll be a frenzied draw that leaves yeah. us sort of full of angst yet again. I mean, we could be in the in the bottom three quite soon. No. <laughs> well, I mean, Watford-Burnley tonight, isn't it? So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with that yeah, one. But they're rubbish. I just, I just don't like Burnley being there. I feel like they're more likely to get out of it than anyone else because they always do this. Deitch, in it? It's mm. what he does. Maybe we could get Deitch. Maybe that's the way forward. Mm. People, people are questioning Bielsa's methods. I mean, Michael, that'd be kind of dangerous for you to be fair. It, it would. I'd have to basically resign. <laughs> resign? You can't resign. You're just in for here, life. Just here forever. Do, you, do the voice again. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Right, let's get a draw. Let's get a draw and I'll calm down and get people back from injuries. But, you know, we have it in us to, to turn it on. And I just, I, I live in eternal hope that we have one of those performances against Arsenal. It's not like you say, it's under the lights. All the conditions are right. Under the lights, south, um, south stand and cheese wedge. You'll all be shit faced. Can I draw your attention to some other games that were under lights? <laughs> <laughs> Nottingham Forest seven, Leeds United three, no. Preston six four, Blackpool five nil. I mean, we've it can it can go that way, but, or you can you can fall on the side of optimism and say, well, why can't we do that? Because everyone's injured. Uh, yes, that, uh, that's yeah. All all of our best players are out. To be honest, the main thing I'm thinking of is that. Moscow is probably going to be back and I can go drinking instead, which I am incredibly excited for after the last few weeks. Yeah, we, we definitely um, we need some of Moscow's optimism because I think we're all too happy to wallow in this, aren't we? We're all a bit like, oh, God. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just kind of just, I'm just a bit numb to the whole losing experience. And, I, and I'm probably quite numb if, if we even do go down this season. Championship's an absolutely dreadful, awful place, but so is the Premier League. It's not the game I grew up with. League so. one? <laughs> yeah. We need to keep searching. It might be more fun <laughs> than any of this. No, we need to stay up. You were saying before we started recording, Rob, weren't you, that like as this season has become more and more of a struggle and a grind, you are resenting more and more the fact that we didn't get to see any of the fun moments last year? Yeah, it is really. I just find it sad now. It was quite, it was easy to process at the time because there was a lot more important things going mm-hmm. on. But now I, 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 we sort of been reminded of what we've missed. And also with the City thing as well, like the, the peak of what we, I guess, achieved happened at City last season. And then we go back and fans are allowed to be there. And it was like awful. But yeah, if I can have a few pints to watch Arsenal, it's fine. <laughs> I, had a, I had a horrible thought, actually. Just one of those weird things that pops into your head. I thought, we've not won in our away kits this season, have we? I don't think we have. We've, we've, who did we beat? We've beaten Watford, Palace. And who's the other one? Watford, Palace. <laughs> <laughs> we against this year. Watford, Palace. Um, no, not Newcastle. Um, it's been memorable. God. Who else have we beaten? <laughs> Norwich, it was it was crap, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we've, and we've been in our home kit for all of them. I thought we could go through the entire season and not see a single win in an away kit. Uh, should we just? Can I, but that, and I meant that in the context of like you know the um, the maroon kit last season. It represents mm. Rafinha. It represents Man City. It represents you know trouncing West Brom and all that kind of thing. Mm. Just that, that's just that for me symbolises the grind of this season. I just want it to be over now. To be honest, and maybe it might get to the summer and I'll be less ambivalent. But just bollocks, isn't it? This is the thing coming up from the championship. We're meant to sort of get out of all that stress of like, oh, we need to get promotion every year. And then, oh, let's just get to the Premier League and we'll stay up and then we'll re- relax and it'll be fine. And it's not turned out that way at all. <laughs> it's hideous. But anyway, to Arsenal and the game on Saturday. And Michael, you're terrified. Rob, what are you feeling? We'll draw 1-1. I think we'll lose. I think we'll also. And it doesn't matter, by the way. I know people get annoyed about me being pessimistic. It doesn't matter. It's only words, isn't it? None of this matters, really. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no difference. I, I also think it'll be it'll be one one, but I live in eternal hope that we get a good performance and we get a victory. But I, I think it'll be we don't. It doesn't feel like we've got like a, a runaway victory in us just yet. Who plays up front? By the way, we didn't even discuss it. Gelhart. Do you think I'd I'd start him personally? We love him a great deal. Levi Solicitors bring you the podcast. There's that ten percent discount on your legal fees for a whole range of services, personal and for your business. If you go to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Coming around to the new year, loads of people, the housing market goes absolutely crackers in the new year. 
So uh, if you fancy moving house or whatever, maybe escape the country, get away from it all, move as far away from Ellen Road as you possibly can. That's one option. You know, you might want to sell your house to someone and move abroad as far away from Ellen Road as possible. You'll need a solicitor for that, won't you? And then you could sell it to our new signing. Who is? Don't know. <laughs> well, that's Phil Hay. He'll know. Somebody who's better than we've already got, as uh, as Marcelo said in the post-match after Manchester City. Yeah, and if you've got business matters that need a solicitor, give them a shout. They're a Leeds firm, big Leeds fans, and pay back their support for us by giving them a call. Get a quote from them. 10% off your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Heroes and villains now then, part three of the show. Well, a real old mixed bag. Uh, some anger at Chelsea, some pride at Leeds United at Chelsea, utter disgust at what happened at the Etihad on Tuesday. I don't even know how we're going to get through this, but let's try in the most uh, abbreviated fashion possible because really we're coming off the back of conceding 10 goals and losing two games. So, Ken Bates Villain of the Week award first. Rudiger, I mean, he's he's going to win this, isn't he? Uh, I, I mean, probably. By the weight of... Um of nominations and there probably would have been some Leeds ones from yesterday but I think a lot of people are just so disheartened they can't be bothered filling in the mm. form there's a lot of heavy swearing in this and some libelous stuff as well like if you look at what Laurie has said there suggests Rudiger is the villain for two shithouse penalties one Giorgino gets mentioned as well third best player in the world the can't say that word and uh, and fucking click as well so Laurie not happy but I can't say that about Jorginho. It'll it'll result in trouble for us I like mm. Grumpy Git Kev, old weak legs himself, Rudiger. I feel like that's a nice description of what he did on Saturday. Yeah, for a big guy who likes to dish it out, he goes down pretty quickly, says Philip. Has he got, has he got, has he got itty bitty ankles or something? <laughs> Which I quite like. 13 stone wet wipe, he's described as. Um, embarrassing on every level, says Winnie. Yeah, he's, he was kind of annoying. And if we're going to have him nominated at the same time, let's throw, in, um, let's throw in the ref and Mike Dean, who was on the VAR allowing it to happen. Yeah, and Mike Dean was the fourth official at the Etihad, wasn't he? Why is he everywhere? <laughs> What's wrong with him? In fact, I think he gets um, I think he gets the nomination somewhere, does Mike Dean, in particular. Or maybe he just lumped in with everyone else. Yeah, remember. he gets lumped in with Rudiger. TJ says uh, Mike Dean jerked himself off in VAR. <laughs> I think that's a metaphor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, remember when Jeff Winter, when he retired and he's done a lot of stuff afterwards and he was like, yeah, I used to hate Leeds. Mm. I, I, just, I need Mike Dean just to come out and say that when he retires. Do an autobiography, do some after-dinner speeches, whatever it might be, and just admit that he hates Leeds and it'll just make me feel a lot more comforted in life. He was meant to be doing an event in, um, John, you know, it's John Moss, isn't it, who owns the... Mm. Leeds record shop. Yeah, yeah the, the record shop. Whistle. Yeah, the vinyl whistle. He was meant to be doing some thing, some event there. Was be brave. <laughs> was Mike, Mike Dean and a, another rep. It's been postponed because of, um, of COVID. But yeah, they were doing some talky bit if you ever hear of that again mention it ahead of time and we could could go down and enjoy that maybe a few hundred of us do you know what you'd probably end up not minding him is the problem if you heard him speak like a normal human you'd probably be like ah I suppose he's alright he's not a normal human you can't (laughs) say that no he's a referee how can he be a normal human 
Click got a few nominations for his uh, for his penalty ankle tap, but I mean, come on, fell over, didn't he? Did Rudiger, and um, he had a key pass. That's what they call it, isn't it? The pre-assist mm-hmm. for um, for Gelhart's goal when he sent through Tyler Roberts. Yeah, VAR and ref get a load because it's shit. That's why I've been saying this this week. Not asked if we go down, <laughs> even though the idea is terrifying. Referees, I don't, I don't know if you remember championship referees. Worse, weren't they? Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> no better at all. It is pick your favourite disease, isn't it, when it comes to this football malarkey? But you get you, you get the double punishment of VAR, I guess, in the mm. Premier League, don't you? Which is, it's just a bit of extra insult to it, isn't it? Where you've got to, you've got to give, have a penalty given <laughs> against you, then you get to watch a replay of it, and then you get to go, ah, that's really soft. And they go, yeah, but it still is. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen the nomination for Thomas Tuchel. Can we say that? Uh, I've not, not <laughs> seen it yet. Um, they've put this together um, he, he, every time I saw it he appeared on screen I got chills um, I don't know can we say it I think we've previously accused him as looking like someone who had a cupboard full of children's <laughs> shoes so maybe suggesting um, that he you wouldn't want to be near him at, um, at a bus stop at night is is it okay not because he'd do anything just because of a, a bit scary just because he looks yeah. that way and the, the moral is don't judge a book by its cover because he's a lovely man isn't he? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, the Click haters get a load of nominations for uh, for picking on Click. Uh, Mason Mount for shushing us. People lot- also have... Tyler Roberts has deleted his Twitter account as well, hasn't he? This right. week. Yeah. Which I think went under the radar. I didn't particularly notice I mean, it. footballers should be able to do things that normally other people can do, but as of, I just can't see what a footballer has to gain from being on Twitter, to be honest. No. It can't be fun. Because even if you win, you're going to open your phone and still have someone saying something stupid. Probably a, a child, a Chelsea fan from France or Nigeria or India or America going ratioed or finished club or whatever. Have you still got that thread muted? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, just, I did have a little dip into it, actually. Didn't reply to anyone, obviously, but I just saw the stuff going on. I just thought, oh. In fact, they can go on. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if they're nominated. Premier League tourists. Yeah, those people and uh, speaking of shit Premier League things Joe did nominate Man City's light show stupid Premier League rubbish just a shithole city get in the bin <laughs> so that's good um, I mean none of it's real is it anyway you know sovereign wealth I mean what's the point it's mad how dismissive <laughs> we get of the whole thing when we've lost the game just pathetic <laughs> sovereign what's the point in even trying we came in here after beating Palace it was the best game in the world brilliant oh, is that when it- I destroyed my shin Yes. Yeah, uh, we've had. You've up- you barely mentioned it since. No, we've had an update <laughs> on the shin. Let me just show you this because I've realised that my legs are still swollen and mm. wearing socks has meant it's cut off the circulation to the lower part of my legs. I've now oh. got. So you, is your bruise stopped at your sock? Yeah, sort of. My legs kind of swollen over the top of the sock, and then I've got a bruise that ends by the sock line. I've, I fear my foot's going to fall off. If you're blaming your cankles on this, <laughs> killer. <laughs> well, my entire leg went yellow through the week, so I look like a Simpsons character. So hopefully there's no permanent. You need to just there. accept you've reached the level of obesity where fat hangs over the top of your shoes. No, I'm just saying that the 92 mile walk, <laughs> six months from now, might be in jeopardy. That's all. Mm. No, it won't be. Right. What else have we got? Nathan nominated madness for mm. recording one step beyond, so all the plastic Chelsea fans could dance around like twats at full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems fair enough. Speaking of twats, Mason Mount got a couple. Tom and Dom. Um, <laughs> I love Nathan projecting as well, saying Lampard. <laughs> Lampard's no doubt mouthing off somewhere that he laid the foundations for that scrape to win. <laughs> yeah, Mason Mount for making Derby season by shushing our fans. So did you see the one Derby fan who, I think he tweeted something along the lines of, he put a picture up of Mason Mount shushing us uh, in the playoff semi-final and then again uh, the game, whenever it was last week. And um, he's like, once a ram, always a ram. When, when this is all over, he'll be back, no doubt. Like, Back, when we're back in the Premier League or something like that it's like do you know how long that's going to take think, it'll be after his career's over I was going to say I think the relative trajectories of Mason Mount and Derby <laughs> yeah. uh, unless it's the North East Counties Premier League and I, uh, I mean uh, there's a chance he breaks both legs and has to restart his career as a as a sweeper or something but I, I can't see him playing for them for a while also though once a Ram always a Ram it was like a glorified gap year wasn't it for him really <laughs> it's not like he's died in the wool bless yeah. Derby got to click on to whatever they can what else have we got then from uh from last night uh, Furpo gets a couple of nominations um, for not having a football brain and the, on his booking I did check his booking stats actually he's got five in 815 minutes what's that every which is bad it's what it is it's I'm going to work it out 815 yeah four in his last five games divided by five and 
as we've established, he should have probably been sent off twice in that time as oh, well yeah. for, for pulling people back whilst on a yellow. It's a booking every 163 minutes, so... It's not sustainable. Game, <laughs> every Under every two games, he's getting a booking. That's yeah. quite a lot. That is quite a lot. Third kit gets a nomination. Still, blo- Joe says, uh, still blows my mind that when we play a team in blue, we also play in blue because our third kit is useless. Yeah. That's a fair point. Although Ch- when Chelsea do play Man City, they play in blue, don't they? So it's, it's light against dark, you know? It's almost like we should just have a yellow kit. Rubbish. Adid- Can we put Adidas in here? And whoever signed that <laughs> off, pathetic. You want Macron back? No. The Karma Gold shirt wouldn't have clashed, would it? How many games have we actually won in Adidas, Adidas kits in two seasons? Well, quite a lot last year. Did we? Yeah, enough. It was quite a good season. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> uh, I think that's everyone, isn't it? More or less. Oh, I don't know. It's Rudiger anyway, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Although, I think, like that Brentford fan, we're going to have the last laugh because he's going to go sign for someone else this summer, hopefully. And they, Just they line, can... line his pockets, reinforcing the mercenary values of professional footballers at the top elite level, which we're trying to break into, just so we can make more rich men even richer <laughs> and hate every minute of it. Because that's all football is. Oh, 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 we should maybe give it to the people who force click off Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Don't, mm. don't criticise players, fine. That's, it's part of football, but just don't, don't tell them directly. Yeah. Rude to go though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, fine. Right, let's do the Gitano Barardi Hero of the Week award. Uh, a week, as I said, just to reiterate what I said before, we've conceded 10 goals, we've lost two games. Slim pickings, potentially. I tell you, did score a goal. Young, uh, young Joe Gellhart. He's got loads and loads of nominations. Is he winning this then? <laughs> He's probably going to win it. <laughs> I mean, it'll make Lynn proud. I hope Lynn, if you're watching Lynn this, gets, by the way. Lynn gets three separate nominations for her um, for, and for limbs and bringing that special boy that's the future of Leeds United into this world. That's Tom Cole. And for that, for the wholesome celebration footage as well. And well, well done to Wigan as well for not only bringing him through, but also massive financial mismanagement that allowed us to take him for an absolute pittance mm. it wasn't even a proper mismanagement was it at Wigan they just had some owners who came in and straight out screwed them over it wasn't like they even spent they didn't get mm. the fun bit did the Wigan like well they won the FA Cup that looked like fun I know but they knew when like Derby spent a load of money trying to get out of the championship and now they're getting done over for it and fair enough but Wigan didn't get that bit where they spent a load of money did they in the championship they had, they had someone who came in and just completely knackered them without spending money so yeah, it's a bit of a shame for him. And it was, but, it was Gerald, for... Gerald, Gerald Krasner who sold uh, Joffy to us. Mm, it was, it was. But I mean... No, no it'll be done a lot of good good stuff for Leeds. Gerald I, I hope we see more of him anyway. Yes. So yeah, thank you to everybody who got in touch putting forward uh, Joffy and Lynn as well. Mm-hmm. Luke Ayling got a nomination. It was his 200th appearance against Chelsea. Which yep. we, I, don't we, I don't think we touched on that, did we? No. And he was good in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about the other one. It, the Mad City game was so unusual, it's very hard to pick out individuals mm. who were terrible in it, I think. You just have to say all of them. Mm, the collective. Mm. There's, there's some love for Tyler Roberts here for his uh, for his work on social media, bigging up Leeds fans in the wake of uh, of Chelsea. Mm. But on the flip side, he also did delete his Twitter. Yeah, quietly becoming uh, the player Moscow promised he was, says Charlie, which is sometimes true. He was good against Chelsea. And I think I think probably I've, I reflected on it last night. I thought, you know what? I think I singled him out of criticism last night, which he really didn't deserve. I just was criticizing the fact we didn't have a midfield, which I guess he was part of. But then again, you he's could not, also he's, say he's not, he's not a midfielder. We is he? didn't have a defense either, <laughs> or indeed an attack. So uh, who else have we got? Forshaw. He's getting some nominations again. I guess for Chelsea as opposed to Angola Forshaw. Roger <laughs> dis- describes him as close to an England call up in 2016. Maybe again if he keeps up the standard. I think he's probably joking to an extent. But since he's been in the team with Calvin, he's been better than, mm. than Phillips probably. I, I, did, look, I look forward to that partnership developing across the rest of the season. <laughs> mm. I did feel sorry for him watching him chase after De Bruyne last night. I was like, you don't need this after two years out. You, you just saw the, the, like, the ease at which like Forshaw would step into him because it's man-to-man marking and then just get caught on the wrong side and mm. De Bruyne just span past him and I just thought, this is... This is it, isn't it? This is why the Premier League pathetic and rubbish. He was decent in possession, I thought, was for sure. I felt like he kept the ball more than other players. Maybe someone will get stats now and prove me wrong, <laughs> which just don't do it. That feels, that's a, it's a cheap shot, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bring, people, are you? Prove anything fact. fact. <laughs> <laughs> I think last night, was it you were saying 42% of Dan James's completed passes are from kickoffs <laughs> yeah. or something? Let's just not look at stats from last night. We know it went wrong. We don't need to see, <laughs> we don't need to see exactly where, I don't think. Rafinha gets a single solitary mention uh, for potentially man of the match against Chelsea, but he he just sulked last night, didn't he? Bless it was his birthday. 
20, yeah, we missed that. It was twenty fifth birthday, and what did we get him? A seven nil drubbing. Mm. You know, it's been a bad week when Rafinha only gets one nomination, and uh, Furpo feels a bit misplaced mm. now. <laughs> yeah. John Moss gets we just mentioned him, didn't we? Um, he's had a good nomination actually for uh, bringing some belated justice to the scourge of the Wolves theatrical company. The yeah. uh, the sending off was quite funny this weekend. Uh, he, it. he was booked for a foul and then refused to move back for the free kick, didn't he? So he uh, he just sent him off. And Wisconsin Todd uh, wants to nominate a retrospective hero, an old school hero. Do you remember the old um, Invercars, they were called? Won't necessarily get away with language like that these days, but they're uh, cars for people with uh, physical disabilities. They were the cars behind the picture, the old school Stamford Bridge. We did speculate before, I think, on a on a previous podcast that maybe Ken Bates was trying to get money in for parking wherever he could. That I mean, sort of thing. But, that, um, that Chelsea is a, such a different thing to the Chelsea we see now isn't it it's the same as Man City isn't it those knobheads replying ratioed on Twitter they don't know a thing about those cars they've not (laughs) but they were they were a means to get disabled fans right up to the edge of the pitch were people sat in those cars then I don't think so but maybe they were I don't know (laughs) like a driving movie (laughs) maybe it's something we could we could bring it back look at in the when they demolish the west stand maybe just let people drive right up let people park up (laughs) temporarily like a Sunday league, isn't it, where you've got to make sure you can't, you don't want to be too close to the edge of the pitch because you get, might get your windscreen broken <laughs> anyway. Uh, Adrian nominated the uh, the Emirates Centre for Human Rights, which was, um, let's not forget where the money from their superstars comes from, which is, a, I guess, a fair point. It says we've done a good job at hi- holding our owners to account, so it's, it's worth 30 seconds acknowledging what is wrong with City so we can feel morally superior, even if we were outclassed on the pitch. Yes, we are better people. Never catch us going to Myanmar, would you? Mm, yeah, there was that. Uh, I think I think that was justified because they didn't give us that much money, so it wasn't as bad. I think was the is the basic gist of it. Fans get a lot of love, as you would expect. A lot of this came in for Chelsea actually, and then it was topped up last night after Man City. Yeah, it was it was across both. Although I did notice in the as the match ball from last night went live, someone put a comment on saying how good the Leeds fans were. <laughs> People obviously angry. Someone comment underneath saying <laughs> it's not a fucking sing song. <laughs> <laughs> People obviously just, I guess, justifiably angry at losing 7-0, just saying, oh, well, at least we sang. Like, did well, did yeah. you see the um, the stream of people? There was a, a video did the rounds, uh, which I don't think I retweeted, should have done really, but it was of uh, the upper tier at the Emirates, uh, not the Emirates, at uh, the Etihad, sorry, of people leaving after mm. 70 minutes, just a constant stream of people going for the cars, presumably to try and beat the traffic. And you're thinking, if we were 7-0 up in a title challenge like this, with all these superstars playing, Surely we must a bit more. It was a game with constant goal threat as well. It felt mm. like they could score at any minute. So you think you'd want to stay? Yeah, it's not like there was a lull where you thought, "Oh, it's going to end five 0 mm. There was obviously going to be more goals coming. Yeah, there was no foot off the gas moment. Was the way it was like, oh, "Okay, they've settled for four here or whatever." It, yeah, this, it looked this, like they were trying to absolutely grind us into the dirt. One of the best teams ever assembled at immense cost, and you just like you're indifferent to it. I'd rather I'd rather get home fifteen minutes early. But they've they've been us. They were in League One. Unless it was like your dad, and they were, they, were, they, were, they were worried they were going to see the Leeds come back at at six it's nil. Too, it's too oh, stressful. Can't bear this. Maybe maybe modern football's just not for us. Maybe maybe we had our time and we just need to pack it in now. <laughs> it's fine. We can fix it. We can fix it. Just, I think. Have we just got to hang in there? Yeah, I reckon so. All it'll right. it'll it'll change at some point. That is my. That's what I was saying. Was it on propaganda before that? I was having a conversation with my mate, Newcastle fan, and if they do redevelop it, and we've got lots of nice leg room, and you know, easy access to food and drink and the exits and all the rest of it is is this what is this the future that awaits us possibly but it doesn't have to be we the thing is there'll be an, uh, there'll be half of that crowd at least will have seen man city be shit and they'll they'll equally be going people are leaving i can't believe it mm. what a set of knobs if ever leads do out like that we've just got to lead it up and kind of make it a bit shit for them because <laughs> <laughs> man city as well that they we, we touched on it before the game but they were there were thousands of tickets available on the day mm. of the game for this. And uh, you've seen when Man City do like Groupon offers and stuff, don't they, for Champions League games. So they're trying to get in people who are not necessarily even that arsed. They just might want to see Kevin De Bruyne being good, which ordinarily I would quite like to see, but just not against Leeds. <laughs> I quite enjoy watching him, generally speaking. That's it, going back to what my Newcastle mate was saying, um, he's, he's taking his lad at the weekend when they play him. And he's like, yeah, I kind of want to show Jack all the, the superstars in the game because, you know, it's great. The kids love it. Mm. But it's at the cost of seeing your own team getting completely dicked. <laughs> the thing is, it won't be as bad as 7-0. You don't know that. Mm, probably not. Uh, any other weird nominations? In fact, speaking, that, of that, getting, speaking of getting dicked, Andy Hughes gets a nomination for oh. uh, for saying 
you don't want to be dicked seven nil <laughs> live on BBC Radio Leeds at half time. I'm going to say if Newcastle could have the good grace to lose seven or eight nil, that would make our defeat feel a bit better. I think the, mm-hmm. pa- the pain of others. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, who else mentioned it last night? But Sam Byram gets a nomination. For it. it was apparently his first game since 1920, as in 19 stroke 20. <laughs> <laughs> Not 1920. Um, and his first act was a leg breaker on Tyrone Mings, which we did catch at halftime. It was we? nice to see him genuinely because he's had a terrible time with injury mm. recently over the last few years. He's had a bit of a foreshore spell on the sidelines. So for him to get back playing in the Premier League is nice. Well, we're nominating people from uh, from that game. Ollie Watkins as well for making sure Norwich lost, which which does give us a little bit of breathing space, I suppose, isn't for now. It, isn't it sad that we've got to enjoy that? Yeah. Um, Melier, Fernandinho, uh, oh, who else? Paul Tierney. Is that a ref for not sending Furpo off? Liam, Liam's daughter, his eight month old daughter. Congratulations, Liam. Hope you're enjoying um, fatherhood. Do you, Keep... do you congratulate someone for having an eight month old child? It feels a bit, no, it feels a bit late to the party. No, still, still within a year, isn't it? Still quite new. Yeah, it's, novelty hasn't worn off yet. <laughs> his, uh, his daughter's keeping him awake all night, but he's watching lead season reviews from the late 90s when it was fun. <laughs> Something to do, isn't it? I suppose in yeah. between changing the have the nappies turned at eight months. They're on proper food, aren't they? I can't remember. Uh, they've gone to solids at about six months. Is it? Yeah, it gets, gets dreadful at that point. Yeah, from what I remember, <laughs> <laughs> it smells like just smells like just smells like shit in the house all the time. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Uh, but I'm glad you had a nice time. <laughs> Congratulations again. <laughs> uh, Victor Orta getting it? No. He's yeah. not getting a hero, not for this. It's a yeah. It's Bielsa again. We've just conceded ten goals in a week, and and look, injuries. We understand, but no, it's not the right time. No, read the room. Yeah, I mean the Bielsa nominations are people just essentially nominating him in case he listens, and yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Although, well, he does read everything about him. Maybe it doesn't extend to to this. this fucking nonsense. <laughs> Uh, Manchester-based Leeds fans, yeah, this is a fair shout. Joe mentions mm-hmm. those uh, those of us who have to live over the dark side of the Pennines and have to face co-workers, people down the pub and so on after getting absolutely trounced over there, which has been twice this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, one goal in our favour and 12 against. I mean, just don't live in Manchester is the answer to that, isn't it? Yeah. Move to Leeds. Philosophy we can all They might be doing humanitarian yeah. work over mm-hmm. there. You don't know. They might have good, they might have good reasons. Uh, so is that I've completely is lost as well they're doing heroes or villains here because <laughs> everyone who's a hero has kind of also ended up a villain at the end of the week uh, it's heroes isn't it this let's give it to Joffe let's give it to him yeah and as well he did um, he did that really good run someone did nominate him for it there was the bit it didn't come to anything but he did beat like four Man City players in our half admittedly and who doesn't love somebody who completely disrespects the opposition because <laughs> that's what it is we were too respectful of him in other areas of the pitch oh we were not good enough to get near him mm. he didn't give a shit Good boy. It feels so long ago, but that moment at Chelsea was great. So let's have more of that against Arsenal now at the weekend. We, we might need something at this rate. Uh, well, that's it then, isn't it, for this week? It's been a tough week. It has been a tough week, but look, in a week's time, we'll be wrapping up for Christmas. We'll feel all festive, won't we? We'll feel all COVID-y. <laughs> and we'll be looking forward to playing Liverpool on Boxing <laughs> Behind closed doors. Brilliant. <laughs> ah, thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Yeah, it has been a tough week. And it's, isn't it demoralising having to come in and do this? And, but it helps. It does help. It's it's a bit of group therapy, you know, Misery Loves Company and all that. So we will, uh, we'll see you in the week before Christmas. And there were some good quizzes as well. Yeah. <laughs> if you did, if you deliberately avoided listening to the bit where we listened to Man City fans, did a quiz instead. Yeah, that's on propaganda. I did think actually when we were on the way in today that, because um, we've got another extra ball quiz with Phil Hay coming out mm. um, and it's about beards. So it features Terry Waite. If you don't know who Terry Waite is, between, I think it was 1987, I looked, and 1991, it was nearly five years, just shy of five years. He was doing envoy work, I think, for the church, trying to, you know, negotiate with uh, people who were keeping other people hostage. And he got taken hostage himself whilst trying to free other hostages in Beirut. He ended shit up like, at his job. Yeah, he if he was up, on Twitter, people would have been tweeted at him saying how shit he was at his job. <laughs> but he'd be off there now, wouldn't This he? is the last thing <laughs> should have happened. <laughs> but, but he, he uh, features in that beard quiz, uh, along with other people that own mm. beards. And I just wondered, when he spent four years in solitary confinement chained to a radiator, was that more fun than what happened at the Emirates on Tuesday night? What do you reckon? It probably went at a similar pace, I would think, because <laughs> that game felt like it'd never end. You're just like, oh God, still another 20 minutes to go of this. Yeah, but, when, um, does it, when does it stop? Well, it did stop and it stopped at seven and it's now in the past. We don't have to live that again until Boxing Day, so it's all fine. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.